All right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me this evening, one, Miss Sharon. I mean, Shannon. How's it going? It's going well. How it's are you, well. Alex? Alex? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And already down in the comment section, one Sharon saying that she's here. And up here, that is me. down there, down there, and up here, up here, and down there at the same time. So there we go. Miss Shannon, how's it going? Um, How was your week? Busy. Busy. I was. Yep, I was pretty solo for like half of it. My husband had a work trip, so he's back tomorrow night. So it's been it's been fun. That's always fun. Get a little bit of time to yourself, up, sort of. I picked up. You know, one of the kids like five minutes late, but you know. Yeah, that I mean that happens sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you have to do those kind of things. Like let them know, like, oh no, maybe they're gonna leave me here forever. <laughs> Gotta keep those little brats humble every once in a while. Don't show up early <laughs> like I do almost like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Don't That's do right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always it's always kind of fun showing up late. Oh, my week uh, was filled with uh, crazy drainage exhibits up to my eyeballs because we got to make sure that a neighborhood isn't going to flood the next time it rains. So like California. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that video with Ellen DeGeneres uh, sitting out there showing a drainage area actually working. The water was moving. Oh, I didn't see her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I saw yeah, that the, was a, the poor, the poor folks who don't have the means to, you know, <laughs> have better irrigation. Yeah, it was, it was quite the video. I was like, uh, I was like, man, you just really don't know what is going on behind you. So they got, she's like out there trying to warn about everybody about global warming and everything. And I was like, and this is the result, you know, of unchecked capitalism and all this. And uh, it was like, I was like, yes, that is the result of unchecked capitalism because. It's a drainage area, and it was working because it was getting water away from the area as quickly as possible. You idiot. (laughs) Yeah, Bay County, Panama City, after, you know, Hurricane Michael, so many trees were just destroyed and then removed. So many of the cities within that county flood, even on like a light rain. And it's – and the government, the local government has, um, you know (laughs) – they do what local government does. So. Yeah. It's kind of fun because uh, I, I work on the other end of that. So uh, a lot of times when we're doing like new drainage for neighborhoods or new drainage uh, for the commercial sites that I design, we always have to take into account like the uh, the 25 year rain event. And so we have to show them. It's like, yes, uh, even if it rains really, really hard, it's, it's not going to flood. And then they want to turn around and then like a street over needs to have like upgraded uh, pipe size and uh, drainage and everything like from the street. And then they don't want to do that. And I was like, well, we'll just make a bigger grate. I was like, well, that's fine. But you know, you need a bigger pipe (laughs) to go with it. Oh, we're not going to do that. It's actually one of the reasons why we decided to stay 45 minutes out of the city. Um, It's so low where you know that county so we're the next county over and it's a lot higher so we don't really and we were fine for the hurricane we lost power had a tree nick the house but like everyone else's houses were destroyed in the county over so yeah Yeah, last uh last hurricane that came through i was still at the ex's house and we got missed by like a few miles from the from the wrong edge of the hurricane so we've we got lucky there. It was like the ditches filled up. The and that was wrong edge. <laughs> the wrong edge. Like the dirty side, the clean side, <laughs> the wrong edge. Well, with hurricanes, all of the power and the strength is on the eastern side. So we were on the western side of the hurricane. So it's like, you know, high wind and a little bit of rain knows about it. Eastern side is where stuff gets fucked up and we don't, you don't want to be on that side. Hurricane Andrew. So I feel like <laughs> if you've gone through one devastating hurricane, you're good. You shouldn't have to go through another one. Well, I'm on like my second with a whole bunch of little ones in between. 
but yeah i've been yeah. through a whole bunch of little ones uh we moved over here to louisiana after andrew so we didn't get the uh the full uh how's your father on that one so <laughs> where are so you fun. are you in, you're still in louisiana i or? am still in louisiana over here in uh red stick baton rouge we're acquiring we're acquiring one louisiana girl Oh, are we talking about uh, previous guest uh, C.D. McRae? Yes, sir. Yeah. We're going to get her soon. We're stealing her. You're stealing, you're stealing her away from Louisiana? Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It was, it, was, it was fun while it lasted. I got to see her uh, in person, uh, was it a few months ago? So it was right after she moved out of Texas. So it, it, was, it was a fun time. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to last long in Texas. So. Yeah. It never happens. Never happens. She's going to she's going to die here. That's <laughs> BB. And of course, Benzo has got to get right in on it. Sharon. <laughs> I hate it's like one of those little It's the this is the silliest thing ever and it's just so fun. Just so fun to do. Well, I'm I'm going to be nice and not go through the whole story behind it, but there's a reason why it upset him, not upset him, but for him to have to go full, like, let me do this and like do ads and shit. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Oh, that's a story for uh, off, off the mic. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> See, I'm still nice. As much as I shouldn't be nice to him, I'm still nice. I used to use asterisks whenever I referred to him. So after Smots, I had asterisks and he got mad. <laughs> he got all yes, how, how dare you refer to Dan as a bunch of uh, character symbols on the, on the keyboard there. I, how Sharon's usually spelled with one R. So he even had to take it to a whole other level, right? Is Sharon usually yeah. like one R? Could be. So he had go different and you know not only am i gonna dead name you but i'm gonna dead name you <laughs> sorry uh, What's oh that's saying? okay uh she just wants to know what kind of wine you're drinking and we've already discussed how many boxes you're on so <laughs> <laughs> uh what do we got a behringer yeah, I don't like dark. I like the light. I like the light stuff. Dan okay. Smots would like you to think that I drink boxed wine, but that's not the case. No, that's and the uh, that's the Childerberg. That's the Childerberg staple is a uh, a box of Franzia and then uh, Pamplemousse Lacroix. So this is false advertising. So last week, where am I? Last week it says twenty, right on this side. Um, last week we didn't go anywhere. So I'm like, if I don't have to leave the house, I'm not going to leave the house. So I, I was out of wine. So I actually did open this. And that was the first time <laughs> that I drank the wine out of a box. But you don't get 20 glasses. No, you just get one box of wine. <laughs> no, but it says, oh, but I'm saving the earth. It says like, you know, it uses less packaging and... <laughs> So, when you could have had I'm a going, glass bottle that is yeah. <laughs> that even if it breaks and over time, it'll turn right back into the sand from which it was made. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I had my first paper straw today. I stopped at Starbucks and got oh, a frou-frou coffee. I know it doesn't happen very often. And then I'm like, this straw feels funky. And then I realized, oh, yeah. Because we still, we have plastic straws in Florida here, like in the real yeah. part of Florida. So the north part of Florida. And uh, we have real straws and Starbucks has paper straws. <laughs> yeah, the first I time I was. How many trees are going to have to be killed before we stop using paper straws? If it saves just one life. Uh <laughs> So the first time I encountered a paper straw was in Austin, Texas. I was going over there for job hunting and uh, sat down at a restaurant and she handed me the paper straw. And I said, what is this? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, we have to do paper straws. And I was like, no, you don't have to. I was like, let, let me ask you, is there plastic straws in the back that you're just not bringing out to the front? 
And she's like, uh, I think I've got like a handful. Hold on. <laughs> so she went to the back, got me. By the time she had got back, the paper straw had disintegrated in my yeah. iced tea. It was just yep. terrible. So you you were like, they were dealing straws the way some yeah. people deal drugs. Yeah. She, she got an extra five five bucks on the tip. So it's a, and Benzo was already uh, starting some shit over here. Call her Rossi. Greater than Franzia. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to, now that I'm on a, on a, I mean, there's a shitload of boxed wines. I didn't even know that. I'm like, this is for real. This is a thing. It's a thing. Totally there's a, a thing. couple of them. And then there's like a wine for $2. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, two buck Chuck. And I'm talking like, not like the small ones. I'm talking like the big side. I'm like, okay. It's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, that, Smots, when I was on for whatever, the Thanksgiving thing, I uh, did not know the topics we were talking about. That's why I asked you. I'm like, heads up, anything? <laughs> no, because all of you assholes like to like put me on the spot and like embarrass me. Because he does something like that. It was it was a trans deaf mute singer singing um, Whitney Houston's wow. song. Checked all of the boxes on that one, huh? So he, <laughs> so he, before playing the clip, says that we're not allowed to laugh. Not allowed to laugh? No. There's no way. There's no way. You have to. You have to. But that was. Who knew? <laughs> who knew but yeah yeah i don't really like to come into it with a with an outline i, I kind of like to remain a little bit conversational so whatever you want to bring up is fine i can go anywhere say anything of course because i don't really care about my youtube channel so you don't <laughs> so you're like what punk music used to be like like who cares take it i don't care exactly Exactly. We're just doing stuff over here. If you like it, cool. If not, Use oh well. <laughs> oh, do you have Netflix? Do you have Netflix subscription? Uh, I I do have Netflix. So I don't know that if I've I may or may not pay for. <laughs> oh, pretty soon they're gonna like start <laughs> cracking down on IP addresses. Oh, they they yeah they've already done that. It's like the uh, the person that was paying for Netflix. It was like one day I couldn't sign in and then it wouldn't let me sign in with their username and password. So I had, I had to go uh, bum it off of somebody else. So I was looking for something to, to watch and there's this new series called Ginny and Georgia. Ginny and Georgia. Yeah. So it's like a Gilmore girls kind of. Oh. oh no. They're, they're going to talk really fast. So they were, um, I, there's been two seasons and it popped up seeing that it was like, I don't know, 60, whatever percent match of whatever I was watching, which is interesting because I like yeah. to watch the, um, the thriller or like the true crime docs. So I don't know how that happened or it's all comedy. So I, when something like that pops up, I'm like, why? So I watched it. It's okay. I just feel like I'm like, no one else has seen this. And I feel like if you've got teenagers or, you know, even yeah. like the this, kids that this is are, what you're talking about right here. Yeah. So it's great, but it's kind of scary that this is like one of those. It's been number one. Um, yeah. But the content. Go ahead. The, go ahead. Go ahead and play it. <laughs> no. No, he's like, I mistakenly hit play. Yeah. I mean, they're 14, 15 years old and um, sex, drugs, which I get like, you know, I think about like my so-called life and like all those kind of like shows. <laughs> but this, it just seems like they're like you said, like checking all the boxes. So, you know, you've got your um, your gay character, which is great, but like the other topics that they're discussing and this is not targeted to adults it's for preteen oh, for teenagers oh no so being yeah. a teacher of young children um which i started very young so over 25 years experience but again really young starting but um 
I look at things differently. Even before kids, I would like if I saw something on TV or if I and I'm like, mm, I don't I don't know how I feel about that because right. you can see, you know, I had to tell my seven year old even just two years ago what propaganda was because she liked to watch Disney Junior and Nick Junior and they were using um, like BLM commercials and oh, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. other kinds of commercials. And so she and I had, we, we had a talk because she was bringing up certain things. Young children really do not see color. They really don't. So I've no, only, they, they don't really I, care. The only thing that they're really interested in is this, is that little girl over there going to play with me? So I mean, that's all they really I, care about. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to, um, be born and raised in Miami, North Miami. So we, it was very diverse. We love, I loved it there. You know, I went to Catholic school, but it was again, you know, it wasn't just one race. Like we were, it was whatever, a melting pot. So, um, I remember, um, you know, working in like a Fort Lauderdale, uh, suburb, Pembroke Pines, very affluent, you know, parents had almost $2,000 a month to send their child to my school that I worked at. And so it was very, you know, high quality, which it was. So, um, you know, there's two grand a month, it better be. And you know what? I want to say it was about a thousand to twelve hundred, going back to the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. So, because we had like all the dolphin players, all the singers, like so it was that kind of clientele, right? So, um, which you know, there's pros and cons. Like you know, some people may think that wealth brings you know, all the needs are met, every you know part of the whole child is met, which it's not the case. So there's pros and cons to like, you know, low come income and then high income, whatever versus all that. So I remember back in like 2001, I had a little brown girl because that's what she liked to be referred by. And then um, because whenever these things, these are these teachable moments that came up. So I had to use, you know. Obviously, there are certain times that I'm like, seriously, th there's a reason why I wanted to teach four and five and six year olds. So I wouldn't have yeah. to deal with certain topics that came up. So when it did happen and it was race related, you know, it was a teachable moment. I never had like a, a negative outcome. You know, if I had to get parents involved to just say, hey, look, this was brought up. We talked about this, but um, I've never seen a child, you know, a young child specifically call anyone by like a color or, you know, things like that. So when they were running all these BLM and I can't remember what else, there was another commercial that kept running and I don't mind it, but I have a problem with it being on the junior channels. So they're the Nick junior, Disney junior, as I'm sure, you know, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. for toddlers and preschool age. And then you've got your regular you know, Disney or Nick, and then like your teen. And so it kind of, there's like a, a level to it. And it's, I agree with that. But what I don't agree with is that, you know, they were targeting purposely to, you know, because both of my kids are on the spectrum. My seven-year-old um, is the fun. She's a fun autist. Like she's like, you know, <laughs> she's verbal, she's high functioning. And, you know, she she's hilarious but she also sees black and white with a lot of things so like if she sees something that says you know wear a mask on yeah. publics or whatever she would be like oh i have to wear a mask i'm gonna get in trouble so i would have to explain to her that that's just kind of like a suggestion we don't have to yeah. do that but so with children on the spectrum even regular typical children trying to teach them things and like, you know, about society and about life events and whatever comes up, it's hard, but yeah, especially with a child on the spectrum, because, you know, if they see like right and wrong and black and white, and there's no like middle gray area with a lot of children. So they have to just like learn those things. So, um, I remember those commercials running. I kind of didn't 
make it a big deal that I was not letting her watch the, that channel anymore. But she still had like so many things on DVR that I thought, you know, I could delete here and there. I missed a few. So she would watch them just because she liked right. the episode. But one day she walked out and said, Mommy, where's my black baby doll? And it was like <laughs> I was seriously internally triggered. Because yeah. I instantly realized I don't, I don't, I don't act that way. Obviously, she's got diverse baby dolls and Barbies. And and how yeah. I like to explain it is that with her age, if she couldn't find her, her black baby, she would have come out and said, Mommy, where's my baby that has like the one ponytail or the red shirt and the, the right. it's things like that. It's not like skin color yeah with my daughter she's she's given all of her dolls a a specific name so whether it's white black or yellow or whatever she will refer to it by name wow what a crazy concept Concept (laughs) this is why i have no patience for adults but i i have no problem interacting with children for the majority of the day so, yeah, yeah I, I learned quickly that and I explained to her and I'm like, why do I have to explain to her what propaganda is and like why someone might say something because they don't like, you know, whatever, or they feel like, you know, today, I guess they were talking about Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a fun topic to get into. I'm driving. It's Friday. And I'm like, how's your day? She's like, mommy, do we celebrate? Or she said, does everyone celebrate Martin Luther King Day? And I'm like, (laughs) well, so, you know, she's thinking like it's a holiday. And I'm like, well, what do you know about, you know, Martin Luther King? Because I honestly, we haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm still trying to get over the Katy Perry debacle that I had to deal with. I never knew that the fireworks song from Katy Perry is kind of like, it's, it's like a pipeline and you get to her spicier songs. So my seven-year-old was um, mm. asking if something was a hickey or a bruise. So <laughs> even the person yeah, well, who has it's a like, uh... experience with children. So I'm, um, I felt like a total like failure. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, and she's like, I really like Katy Perry. I don't want to, um, I don't want you to take it off my iPad. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I've become the mom that just don't say that bad word in school or just don't right. talk about that song in school. I've become that parent. I'm not taking something away from her. Yeah. I have to I've pick and choose my yeah, I've had to uh, tell my kids because, uh, you know, my daughter will go, well, you know, my brother, my brother just said a bad word. And I was like, all right, I understand where you're coming from with this. There's no such thing as bad words. OK, there's just words used at inappropriate times. So yep. don't say this at grandma's house. <laughs> don't say this at school. Uh, it's I like, like if, if you want to drop an f bomb around me, it better not be every other word. Otherwise, now we'll have a problem. <laughs> and she got she was really smart about approaching certain things. Like she just did it today. When I don't know even I don't know how it came up, but she's like, "Oh, my teacher says poop," and I'm like, "Well, I'm so proud of her because your mom's <laughs> dropping the uh, not appropriate version of poop on a yeah. regular basis." But she knows that she can't say these things in school. And I give her teacher a heads up. I'm like, look, over winter break, we discovered that Katy Perry is probably not (laughs) the best for, you know. But again, she's not in some ways she's seven. But then in other ways, she's not. She's a um, she's a a smaller version of um, CD. So. (laughs) All right. So uh, I have the uh, the notebook of, of stuff over here. So I'm just going to write down Katy Perry, not Definitely. a role model. And I don't blame. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not in my, in my defense, when we went for our 4th of July event and they did the fireworks, they did like this montage, you know, that goes with the lights and the music. So they played yeah. Katy Perry's fireworks. 
So she said, mommy, that's the fireworks song. I'm like, yep, that's the fireworks song. So that's it. So from July until December, we went from, and then, and then I showed my husband, I'm like the song that she keeps talking about hickeys and bruises and it's that last Friday night song. And like, it was a great video. I don't listen to Katy Perry. I just started listening to Taylor Swift. I, I think this, this may come as a shock, but neither do I. I mean, I grew up listening to metal and, and rock. So <laughs> Tori Amos. So, um, but yeah, so I've, I've had to, you want to talk about a artist that you can't let your kids listen to Tori Amos. Every song was about her cooter. Every single one of them. Interpretation. <laughs> That's what. I'll have to give her props. At least she's a fellow ginger, but I mean, it was all about her cooch. Every single song. I like when she does her live versions and she gets really um, totally like that um, raunchy. Yeah. very powerful version of like yeah yeah but so yeah i've like come to the conclusion that you know, so i'm a little older than you but so being in miami it was two live crew and like um you can't be older life. than i am i am i am i'm ancient i use really good skincare <laughs> mm -hmm. i am oh older is that what it is and you drink uh, wine. It what they say about wine, it really works. So maybe, you know, lay off the scotch and out of the sunshine for me over here, huh? So, so <laughs> our parents were oh BC boys. So we weren't allowed to like listen to two live crew or like BC boys. Okay. I was long, I was young. I have a seven my oldest brother is seven years older. I have a three a brother that's three years younger. So I'm the middle child. In, in every way imaginable. So um, I'm a middle child too, and also redheaded. So you know how good I got it. Well, <laughs> my oldest brother is the redhead, but like, okay. So I always used to think that I um, broke even or won because I had two brothers. I didn't have a sister. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the middle child, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I'm the only girl. Right. I don't. I still don't even know because, my, you know, guys, they're like they don't want to deal with like their mom's whatever suggestions, arguments. But who was there to, you know, one was yeah. combative. One was just like, I'm not dealing with it. And here I am like, OK, I guess it's it's me. <laughs> no, but so I'm just like, you know, I remember my parents were not overly strict. We went to Catholic school, but. It was, you know, primarily because we weren't going to go to a public school in Miami. Um, we weren't overly, uh, I'm, I consider myself like a cafeteria Catholic. Um, I went to Catholic school. I was raised Catholic, but we weren't, you know. And I have a lot of issues with the church. And I, I kind of pretty much say that I'm a horrible Catholic, but I'm an okay, I'm a good Christian-ish. <laughs> Well, you're probably not alone in that. I'm pretty sure there's tons of people out there that would also identify that way as well. So, um, I don't know, you know, but <laughs> so many, so many, I don't know. So I just, but you know, we had curfews and which I, looking back, you might, uh, back then, if you had that parent that was like, Hey, you have to be home at this time. And you're like, why my friends don't have a curfew. Yeah. Well, fast forward to like 15, 20 years, you know, from there. And you're like, well, haven't had to go to rehab. And <laughs> I, I'm productive, but like, so you get it. But, you know, I, I think back about like, oh, I had to sneak listening to two live crew or, you know, had to sneak listening to whatever. And I could listen to metal, but I think in their defense, since they couldn't understand it, <laughs> yeah parents just whatever so you know so i said to lana i'm like my daughter i'm like look you know and she said if you don't want me to listen to it i won't and i'm like no 
I'm okay with you listening to it, but here is just where you need to like listen to my words with don't go to school and talk about that because right. not everyone might listen to whatever or watch something. Like I've had to take her YouTube off because the YouTube kids is just it's worse than the regular YouTube. I've, yeah, this I don't this is something that I go round and round with with my daughter because she likes to watch like the YouTube kid stuff and I, I sit over there and I'm like no, we're changing it. It's like, what they're just doing. I was like, Nope, let's find something else. Let's, let's watch a different show. Let's, let's do something else. It's not only that it's not the content. It's the fact that they, t they took like something wholesome and people actually like, they'll like put really indecent, um, sayings or graphics. And if parents are just trying to listen to what their, their kids are, are listening to yeah. and they're not seeing it, they're hearing what's, what they're supposed to but they're not seeing what their child is seeing with indecent right. pictures and it doesn't matter how many times like i'm that person like i don't have time to do this but i have sure as hell have time to like let youtube know that like this is definitely not appropriate for a child <laughs> but see a lot of people don't have like that knowledge like what's appropriate and you kind of move yeah. the goalposts sometimes in certain areas but there are certain things that i will not waver that's why like she's seven and if she wants to listen to certain songs and she'll say, I'm sorry, but I listened to the whatever song. And I'm like, you don't have yeah. to apologize, but that's that child. That's not, you know, typical with neurodevelopment. And so she yeah. like always has to make sure she's okay or she's not <laughs> getting. In trouble. So. Oh yeah. 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 My nephew's right. got autism. He's deep in the spectrum. Uh, luckily if it's not like outside of his little, uh, video game maker thing that he's got, uh, then he doesn't really care about it. So that's really all of the time that he devotes uh, other than like schoolwork. But yeah, right. he's, yeah, he's just kind of interesting about that. Cause whenever he sees like stuff just outside and he was like, wait, what are they doing over there? I was like, well, they're, they're playing Frisbee. I want to play Frisbee. And he's like, okay, well let's play Frisbee. And then he was like, not very good at it because it's the first time he's ever trying it. And then it's like, uh, this is not good. I was like, okay, let me go back to my computer. I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. I guess. <laughs> you have to meet them where they are. Like, you know, my nine-year-old is severe nonverbal. Um, and he's getting better with like, cause safety, it's an issue. Like we, you have to keep upping your game as a parent when they grow because, you know, certain oh, yeah, locks. Yeah. So, you know, we just had to put like, better alarm systems on the windows and just yeah. as a precaution and you know i've got like the yeah, monitor my nephew did now. that a few times just like in the middle of the night he'd get he would get up and just walk outside because he thought that's what you could do <laughs> setting off the house alarm and like everything that, that autist brain like even with the seven-year-old like uh she couldn't find her toad her yeah. super mario toad plushie so, and i couldn't find it either and usually she would like harp on it like if she goes to sleep with a heavy heart or whatever, like she'll wake up and I'm sorry. Like she, I don't even have to, I don't have to discipline her. Like there's really that saying, like, you know, some uh, kids might think that their sibling is getting um, off easier or because parenting, I don't know with yeah. your two, you can kind of parent differently or if it's similar oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with us, it's different. So yeah, my son's like, 14 you know, and you know, he's got his, he, he's got his own challenges. And then my daughter is six and both of them were adopted. So my son, you know, I got him when he was six, you know, PTSD and a whole nine yards and everything. He's much better now than he used to be. Uh, my daughter, we got her when she was a little baby and she was drug exposed. So, you know, that's her own little specific set of challenges and everything. And it, it's kind of funny to watch, watch them interact with me. Cause they'll say, uh, it's like, well, you didn't, let Dylan do this. You didn't let my, my daughter do that. And he was like, guys, I understand. I understand. <laughs> you have to understand you two are completely separate, different people that I am not going to be the same with one that I am with the other. It's like, most of it will be the same, you know, just there's certain little differences here and there. Yep. I, uh, and so she'll even, she knows that she's the youngest, you know, she's the, the little sister, but yet she'll give herself that title of the little big sister or the big little sister, because yeah. I do. And I have to catch myself because I don't want her uh, feeling like she's re like totally responsible for her brother, which she's yeah. really not. And I remember a couple of months back, we went to the park and a lot of parks 
they're starting to fence them in. And this is another thing. I'm like, I don't understand how this happens. Like I, I can walk into a situation, like I can walk into like a kid, like a kid event. And my first thing is like the exits, like even before having a child on the spectrum, I was like, cause I was constantly yeah. counting heads. Like if we were outside, or if we had to, you know, transition to like outside inside or go on a field trip, constantly counting heads. So I'm just like, you know, I don't, I just don't know how you have all of these parks and a lot of them are off of highways and, or even a busy street or even oh, yeah. any street. And, you know, kids get excited, they run. So I'm thinking, so a lot of them now are becoming gate, you know, they're kind of enclosing them, but I just, it just blows my mind. I'm just thinking, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it's me, but because I can look at that, you know, like, again, I can, walk right up to a kid that I don't know. And I'm just so used to when a kid walks into your class, you don't know that uh, teachers are doing this, but they look from head to toe, which double-edged sword um, <laughs> to make sure like, are there any visible marks? Like, are they, you yeah. know, unkempt? Like, you know, what's going on? But um, so I've got that critical eye. So parenting, kind of sucks like i wish i was like naive or like ignorance is bliss like oh they're not supposed to play with fire why <laughs> yeah i've i've met those parents that are like that i was like oh no Did it's you... fine i was like no it's really not don't let your kids do that <laughs> i know that i know that your children are adopted and that is wonderful and i wish that there was easier process i don't know what your experience was but was it like were you the oh yeah we had a great experience it it didn't you know it took this this amount of time and we didn't have to jump well, through ten thousand hoops and well for my son it was not easy he had already been through eight different placements by the time we got him uh and he was six when we got him so but let you know is and he's you know he was pretty high energy little boy like most little boys are but uh, added to the fact that uh you know if you told him to do something he would growl or hiss at you he wouldn't uh, verbalize exactly what he wanted and everything so they just kind of viewed him as a problem child uh his bio mom would work her plan for a little bit just enough to the point where it's like okay well now we're talking about you know getting your sons back to you and then she would fuck up and go back to drugs or go back to stealing shit and then it was like, okay, well, you know, we've got to start this all over again. So it with him, it took a few years before we actually got to the point where we could adopt him. Daughter was easy. You know, mom, the biological mom, biological dad, both pieces of shit, criminals. They're still in jail. Uh, grandpa didn't want him because he was a big old racist. And, you know, and then it's it, with her, it was like, yeah, wham, bam, you know, within a couple of years, we got her. There was no problem. Do you think, um, what did I just watch? Like there was something, um, oh, you know, whenever I have just enough time, I, I, I hit up Netflix and, and then I realized <laughs> maybe I should just read a book or not like look at something on Netflix, but it was the, uh, the doctor that used that the, um, what do you call it? The fertility doctor that used his own sperm. Yeah, or, I think I remember seeing like a trailer for that documentary. He, he had like 96 kids, but it would, they were all from him. They're like, it's, I think it's like over a hundred now and <laughs> 23 and me. I don't think he quite thought that maybe 23 and me would have been like something that, yeah. you know, like most people, but yeah, I guess they still keep finding um, Indianapolis. I think it was, I could be wrong, but um <laughs> I think about it and I'm thinking, you know, if you do something, if you have to go that route and it was not easy for me to conceive, I had, I can't even tell you how many miscarriages and I actually had to deliver our first son who was pretty much a uh, stillborn. It was later in the um, pregnancy. I lost him. So had to deliver him. So oh, there was rough. lots of, lots of, lots of issues where I thought maybe I would adopt, but even before that, I never, I always had that, like, you know, I have no problem. But then you yeah. think about, you know, the hoops that you have to jump through. And um, and so but 
even now, like having our two and I knew that we were going to be done. Uh, I gave myself a certain time. You know, I'm a, I was a geriatric pregnancy because after like <laughs> 32 or 33, something like that, like you're considered geriatric, which makes you feel really great. Yay. <laughs> but um, but I, I trying to imagine it. the doctor trying to explain this to you. It's like, OK, well, you're geriatric. Oh. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, like I'm me all the time. So and he actually delivered both of, you know, the kids. So like, you know, he was there for me first time around. And, and you know, I listened to him and I could tell like, oh, he must be having a bad day or he's pissed off. So he'll walk in and I'll totally be myself and be like, oh, like, what's your problem? Like, <laughs> he's like, don't start with me. <laughs> so we had that rapport. But, you know, I think about, you know, I, I thought about it because, you know, he told me, you know, I hemorrhaged. I hemorrhaged uh, for one of the miscarriages. They, they said, he said, do you want to do it naturally or do you want to go and have the procedure done? And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. Let's just try to do it naturally. Sucked. Like, and I'm yeah. like, so what, how, like, what's the, the limit? Like, what should I be worried by a certain day? Because it's so much fun knowing that, you know, what's going on with your body and you're like, okay, well, I guess it's another day of this. But, um, so he's like a week. So it was getting to that point and, uh, I started hemorrhaging and I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go to the hospital now. So, <laughs> but so I thought, you know, and you know, even still now I I've always said that, like, you know, I feel like adoption, you're, you either know you're going to do it. You've got like the two sets of, of people and I've seen both. You've got the people who are like, I'm going to go adopt and this is our, you know, our path. Or you have the ones that um, a 12 year old is in the system and paths cross a certain way. And they're like, we're going to adopt this, this child who will most likely not be adopted because he's past a certain age. And so, yeah. and I've heard that even 15 year olds and 16 year olds, you know, so you hear that. So I've always said, um, knowing how my parents were and how like caring and, and helpful and charitable they were, I could see us taking a child in one or two or three, like that's not off the table for me. But when I, when I saw this documentary and I'm thinking to see the heartbreak that these, you know, that these 20 year olds, these 30 year olds, like they didn't know that their dad was not their dad. Like the one that they right. grew up with until they did like this 23 and me and it became like this big thing. But I'm thinking, and I'm thinking like, do you like, they a lot, the majority of them didn't want to have a relationship with that doctor. They felt violated and yeah. And he didn't get very much. He didn't even, I don't think he served any time. He had to pay like a $500 fine and, you know, and there are certain things that uh, not too much shocks me, but this one person said, you know, my mom was raped X amount of, or sorry, X amount of times um, because of him using like if their if their mom went four times to see him he most likely and i didn't realize this yeah. part of it but back then they he pretty much was going to his office and a lot of times his nurse was not there the office staff was not there so he would go somewhere else do what he had to do and then was walking into the room hmm. shortly after giving a sample of his you know and then so trying to put that as like, delicately as possible <laughs> not one person said that they wanted to have a relationship with them or and i remember you know it's not so much taboo now but back you know going back um parents didn't say to their children that they adopted you're adopted and then it right. comes up to be a problem and if, if it was a closed adoption open adoption there are circumstances obviously but it's like would you let your children know their biological parents? Yeah. Uh, see, with my kids, uh, my son knows his bio mom. Uh, she's a lot better now, so she gets uh, visits with him. Uh, his dad lives over there in, in your state, in Florida. So uh, he gets to talk to him on the phone, at least. Uh, going to visit him is like a little bit of a, of a trek over there. Uh, right. My daughter knows she's adopted. Uh she probably will never know who her bio mom is exactly. 
because because of the way that we've kind of explained it. It was like, yeah, th- it's probably not going to be good. You know, later on when you're 18, if you want to have that discussion, we can maybe look it up. But you know, I'm I'm thinking you're probably not going to like the answer there. So yeah, it's you always a sticky it's situation. Gonna, it's going to probably be around the age of 10 or 11. Yeah, when she really wants to know. It's, yeah. It's always like, a, oh, we'll wait till you're 18 and yeah. seeing like certain kids because they're like, well, because you have to have this like, where did I come from? Who, you know, who are my family members? And I remember um, it was a lesbian couple and they adopted and they actually asked me for my advice. And I was like, I can't. And they're like, no, just like, you know, and I'm like, because they were saying like, you know, how um, they didn't want to have their adopted children, like contact their bio. And I'm like, I can't, I don't know the whole situation. And I said that I'm like, look, I don't know. I said, all I can tell you is the cases that I've seen of children in my classes or, you know, outside of classes that I've known of. Uh, the kids who feel like they can't have access to even just information, they rebel more and there's more behaviors with, you know, that's why I'm like, I'm going to be as truthful and as honest. And like, when I say to Lana, like, Hey, look, we can't say those words. Like you shouldn't say those words. And I used to have a great like filter. I have no filter anymore. And so I looked at her and said, look, sometimes I say, grown-up words and that's how i put it like so she's like okay mommy so i can't she'll use it in a scientific or an instructional or a learning like so i can say this i can say poop or i can't you know but i can't say shit like she's getting (laughs) to the point of being able to say whatever she's not supposed to say and i'm like yeah (laughs) thank you for phrasing it like that she's not stupid and if she was the first one, she most likely would have been an only child. <laughs> She's going to keep me on my toes. All the time. Because that's what they do. That's what they excel at. We, um, your daughter, does she like uh, love Diana or Ryan or any of those kid? What's oh, her no. jam? Oh, her jam is this annoying cheerleader check on youtube and uh they do like whatever it is uh, whatever video that they're doing it's everybody is screaming at the top of their lungs all the time so i'm constantly having it i was like they don't need to be yelling their their house is huge it's in los angeles i think the guy is like a computer programmer or whatever it's got millions of dollars or whatever so it echoes and then on tv it's like even louder so i was like let's turn this down That's the other thing, like uh, we used to be able to listen to the majority of what they were watching and but like the seven year old would like watch Ryan's world and I get it like it's for effect and you know, they have to be over animated and I wasn't that over animated preschool teacher. I was not that that that. (laughs) So when I watch these shows, I'm thinking maybe I could be that if. I could do that. Why? I mean, I could be rich. Like I could be a YouTube star. And that's what a lot of the kids want to be right now. If you ask them what they want to do, they want to, they want to have a YouTube channel. They want to be on TikTok. They want to get the likes and the views. Even this one who I will let her have TikTok. There are certain things I will stand firm on and she is not getting a TikTok. And, you know, we're still talking about the YouTube channel but she knows that it would have to be like a, a team effort with her and I, and um, that she, um, you know, I tell her that like, you know, when she sees like these love Diana or the Ryan, they're doing like this whole, yeah. I feel like I kind of crossed the line with like, you're killing the magic for children. If you're explaining to them that this is not normal, like it's no, just, no. you know what I mean? So Again, not too many parents would have that, like, like, how do I approach this? Do I, you know, fully crush her hopes and dreams of having like yeah. a, a set? Cause she would say to me, and we have like a, 
fun closet with arts and crafts stuff. Like we do all that stuff here. So, you know, I'm thinking, wow, like we do a lot here and I'm thinking, but it's not good enough. She wants what she sees on these sets and she yeah. wants like the whole room to be transformed into, and it's like the whole Santa yeah. debate. Like, are yeah, you, you got to temper our expectations a lot. <laughs> are you a liar? Because, you know, because Dan Smots doesn't agree. Sorry, Dan Smots with asterisk, asterisk, asterisk doesn't agree <laughs> that you should like tell your children that Santa, but, you know, you know. Yeah. That well, that's probably lying. a good place to uh, leave it off for this evening. Miss Shannon, go ahead and get your grift on. Tell everybody where they can find you. Seriously? Yeah, I sure. Do absolutely. I, what, what do I do, Eric? <laughs> I'm cruel spark. You give me and Dan a hard time on the, on the timeline. I'm that's my job. That's your job. I do it for free. I do it for free. (laughs) You like my shirt in honor of the holiday today? What is this? Jason says not a what? Not a hugger. Oh yes. Of course. Not a hugger. Uh, I saw the G G E R there and I thought it was something, uh, something completely different. Excuse me. <laughs> we don't run that kind of operation here, sir. Uh, Benzo's sending us both love, but that's uh, very nice of you, Benzo. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Well, thank you for having me on. It was a blast. It was a blast. As always, we'll have to have you back on at some point. Mm, maybe. But right now, we'll right now, I have thing crawling up my uh, my shoulder. So. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, that. <laughs> That's the little one in the background over here, craving attention. That's Probably what's happening. stays up later than I do. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> yep. Well, All right, Shannon. We'll see you around the timeline. Have fun this All right. weekend. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. Mm.